Hello, everybody. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, welcome, Holly. Welcome back from spring break. Um, today, I'm joined with uh, our sports reporter, Noah. Hey, Holly. Our news editor, Jamie. Hello. And our right life editor, Emily. Hello. So if you're watching, you can see that we have a lovely little empty microphone over here. We had to do some reconfiguration this morning because the mic wasn't working technical difficulties yeah so we're all just kind of snuggled up in here today um <laughs> we're gonna have an asmr podcast that's, we are that's what's happening that, yeah we're gonna have an asmr podcast today it's gonna be great we're gonna have a great time um but i just want to start out asking you like how was your guys' spring breaks what did you do what did you have fun doing or if you you know just got some rest how how to how to go anybody <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the order we're going here is. I, I'm looking at all three of you. I don't know. Exactly. Because usually you like turn to one side and like look at like one person. But I don't know who you're looking at now. Okay. So I'll, I'll start off. Yay. So I mostly just, I took this break as like a time to just relax from like, because I've been very busy lately. And just I did some things with the Chinese club as well. That was really fun. But it was mostly just not going anywhere, just taking time to myself. I definitely feel that. I got it. I used it to get some much needed rest. I did do a little bit of walk before the break because something popped up, but just so relaxing. And that's nice weather and now it's like snowing and I'm kinda mad that's snowing yeah. now. Yep. But it was good. Uh, I used it as a chance to head back home, visit some family, visit some friends, uh, some loved ones, got some much-needed rest, and then came back on Thursday to watch men's basketball play in Oakland and uh, went to the championship this year. Nice. Yeah. I feel I feel like most people kind of spent it as a relaxation time. I think we all kind of needed a break and needed some rest and relaxation. Um, but yeah, Jamie, I woke up this morning, and I checked the weather, and it was like snowing. And I was like, Huh? I was in shorts last week, and it's snowing. Like, I, like, went to the gym in shorts because I thought it was going to be much warmer, and it's not cute. Yep. Uh, anyway. But, Noah, you mentioned uh, some basketball games. So this is not our usual day of recording because earlier this week we had several people out at the basketball game um, over in Indiana. So do you want to kind of Tell, give us a whole rundown of what happened, starting with um, the game on Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm very tired, but I'm very happy. Uh, Wright State did end up taking the entire tournament. Uh, I honestly was not a believer going into the tournament, which you'll look at, which a lot of people have kind of yelled at me for. Uh, <laughs> shout out Christina White, our social media intern, for punching me on the shoulder because I didn't believe. Um, we played Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky in the tournament. And for those of you who don't know, we lost both games against both of those teams in the regular season. Against Cleveland State, they basically had our number every game. But in the game against Cleveland State, Wright State played confident, and it seemed like we had their number this entire game. The game in the tournament, the championship against Northern Kentucky, was the complete opposite. With 11 minutes to play, Wright State was down 16 points. A 16-point deficit in a championship game is not what you like to see especially when it's against an arch rival, Northern Kentucky, who's going to talk trash to you on Twitter for the next year if you lose. Yep. But thankfully, uh, I will show the clip to you guys here because, Holly, I think you've seen the last couple seconds I, I on, have. on Twitter. I, yes, I did see the last so couple seconds So Wright State is down 70-71 to 71 with about 16 seconds or so to play. Taking the ball is a guy named Trey Calvin who had 
an amazing performance the entire weekend, has a mid-range jumper, and nails the shot, letting the student section go nuts. He basically saved our entire team this game. Wright State was down seven points at the half. Wright State had 32 points at halftime. Trey Calvin had 15 of them. He basically saved us this entire game. Now Northern Kentucky inbounds the ball, and they're trying to get their ball to Marquez Warwick, their best shooter, this guy here in the corner. But Wright State clamps down on him, and even though he gets a shot off, it clangs off the rim, clock goes to zero, and the entire student section laps the court. Wright State wins the championship by one point against their arts rival, 72-71. to that was insane. Did either of you get to watch the game? Were you were you following along at all? No, <laughs> not at we all. We are not. Twitter afterwards, and it's like you see you on on the on the screen. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, I've never seen a game in Montgomery. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I was at work last night. Um, unfortunately, I would have loved to go out and see the game. Um, but I was driving home, and I kept getting notifications on my phone and I'm like what is going on and I kept seeing like Twitter 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 Noah 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 sorry and I was like what is happening so then I Noah tweeted something like there's 10 seconds left in the game and we're winning by one point blah 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 and like three minutes later I still hadn't seen who won the game and I'm like driving so I can't really look it up and I'm like who won? Like, what's happening? Who won the game? So Twitter coverage was a bit iffy last night because, as you can see, like, they mob the court. And the second that the championship is over, they get a stage up there. They get, like, photos. And that's your only chance to get, like, a photo of the entire team with the championship jersey and stuff. Oh, yeah. So as soon as the game was over and the student section was mobbing the court, I I had to go, man. I, I got out of the media seats. I ran to, like, take photos and everything. And I, I got there and I just snapped all the photos that I needed. Yeah. To and I, I, I was good to go. Totally understand. I was just very stressed. My mom was like texting me and she was like, aren't you going to post something on the Guardian page? And I was like, I'm driving right now. I don't know what you want me to do. But uh, D- Dylan was also very like Dylan was pr- pretty yeah. active on it. Yeah. Too, as, soon as, both games, as soon as both games were over, he had a graphic done and he sent them my way and we were able to get them up on Twitter. So. Yeah, it was it was a pretty exciting exciting night so now what happens for the basketball team now Noah so they have clinched their spot to a March Madness ticket they'll figure out on Sunday who they're playing Wright State generally gets a lower seed just because the Horizon League is kind of a lower conference in D1 but depending on who it'll be uh, they'll play their first March Madness game in quite a few years uh, probably next Thursday Friday Saturday somewhere in there awesome um I think it's like this is really cool I remember was it last year that the women's went to it was last NCAAs. year that the women's got to go to the NCAA tournament, and, and it they was beat super exciting. It was super exciting, yeah. They beat Arkansas in the first round, so Wright State basketball is kind of, uh, I guess, starting to put itself on the map now. And with men's basketball, we'll see who they play, but maybe they end up taking a win too. It'd be cool to see. That would be cool. Um, so we just want to like congratulate our men's basketball team. We wish them the best of luck um, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, flipping the gears here. Yesterday, so today is Wednesday, March 9th. Yesterday was uh, the 8th. It was International Women's Day. Um, And we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit maybe about the history and some influential women in in life, I guess. Um, We have an amazing staff over at The Guardian, and a lot of our amazing, amazing staff are very, very strong, independent women. Um, So I kind of, like, looked this up a little bit. So I didn't know where International Women's Day came from i don't know if you guys have heard a little bit about it jamie have you yep i was a women gender and sexuality studies minor for a bit i changed ended up changing it but i i'm a very very proud feminist and very well versed in all of this so i yeah. love this month and i love international women's day 
So it's not only International Women's Day, but the whole month of March it's is International women, Women's Month. It's Yeah, it's like Women's History Month. So it celebrates all the different accomplishments that women have achieved over the years and like what we are continuing uh, to want, you know, for, you know, just talking about gender, equality, power, uh, the patriarchy, just all that jazz and giving awareness to like women's issues and women's rights and women's history. And it's it's very cool yeah. and very exciting. <laughs> do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the history, how it came to be, or do you want me to do it? You can do it. Okay. Um, so this is just a little bit of what I looked up beforehand. Um, but back in 1917 in Russia, um, there was a wartime strike where women demanded bread and peace. Um, the strike went on for four days. Um Sorry, I'm rereading this. Um, but it began, it was it was women because they wanted uh, to force, to ab- abdicate the provisional gro- government to grant women the right to vote. Um, and so the strike lasted four days and began on March 8th. And that kind of was the first um, formalized uh, time where this like International Women's Day came to be. And then after a while it became International Women's Month. So that was pretty cool. Well, we have some, sorry, I'm opening up the article. So 25 of the most influential women in American history. Um, I sent this link to you guys if you want to pull it up and we can talk about it. Um, I kind of started looking through this and I didn't really um, know who a lot of the women were at first and I started reading more and I was like oh yeah I have heard I have heard of this person I have heard of this person and it was just really cool to like see all of the the women in history that have pretty much shaped the way that we are living today um getting the right to vote and having the same like equal rights as men and working towards equal pay and um it was really really inspiring to read like um how all of these people have kind of shaped that for us today so would you like to talk a little bit about it, Jamie? Yes, please. Um, I've actually been going to, like, women's marches since I was 14 years old, um, so for quite some time, so I love talking about this. But one of my favorite people on this list is Nellie Bly. She was a feminist, a journalist, and an investigative journalist. Um, she One of her, like, most famous things is when she went into an, an, an all-women's insane asylum. And keep in mind, this was, like, early 20th century, so early 1900s. And insane asylums were not great, and women were often put there for being defiant. So she went in there and, like, documented the horrible conditions that these women were under. She actually ended up writing a book. It's called 10 Days in a Madhouse. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. Loved it. She even testified in New York um, about this and did a whole investigation on it. So I love Nellie Bly. She's an inspiration as a journalist and like as especially as an investigative journalist. But there are so many cool women on here. And some that people might not have heard of and others that like were well known. Like Amelia Earhart, like pretty much everyone knows that, but like um I'm looking at Margaret Higgins here. A lot of people might not know who she was um, or Harriet Jacobs. Um, So there's a lot of cool women. And, you know, even beyond this list, you could, if you just look up, like, impactful women, especially, like, in a certain field or in a certain interest that you have, I'm sure you can find plenty of them. 
Um, I know a lot of women's work has been lost to history or buried because a lot of times women weren't allowed to, they were overshadowed, I would say. They were underappreciated and overshadowed for quite some time um, in the accomplishments. But yeah, definitely look up and learn about impactful women who literally invented some of the technology that we have today and created the field that we have today. So. Yeah, going back to that list, I mean, obviously, like you said, we have people like Amelia Earhart that everybody knows, um, but people like uh, Coretta Scott King, who was the wife of Martin Luther King Jr., um, who played a huge role in the Civil Rights Movement, um, and Dolly Madison and Rosa Park, Parks, um, <coughs> and Harriet Tubman. I mean... I, you, I remember, I don't know about you guys, I remember learning about these people in, like, elementary school and being like, wow, that's so cool. But I, it wasn't until I became, like, more of an adult that I realized what kind of impact that their legacies had on my life today. Um, because I, I think when you read about it as a child, you're like, oh, I, like, that's cool. I, I can't imagine how that would be today. Um, but then when you're an adult, you think back and you're like, wow, if that, like, what if that were still today? And how would that affect my life so much more? I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And, then like, especially, like, growing up, you know, as, like, a young woman and getting into that professional atmosphere and just kind of thinking about, like, all that and, like, the different power plays and experiencing that. I also think it's really cool to learn not only about, you know, U.S. history and women here, but, like, women globally and, you know, the rights that they are fighting for because, you know, I feel like in the U.S. we are, like, mostly focusing on, like, women in the workplace, women um, and, like, safety and, like, domestic violence and, like, increasing on that. Also increasing intersectionality, mm-hmm. but not just biological, like, born women, but, like, all women of all different colors and identities. And, you know, other places, women are still, you know, fighting for, like, basic rights. Yeah. Um, across the globe. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how like I feel like we've as America have come so far and we still have a long way to go, but there are definitely other countries that are like in different places in their fight for women's rights. Um and so it's it's weird to think like not only have we come this far, but there are still people that are fighting for what we have already. Um and it's crazy to think about it in 2022. You think like, oh, wow, the whole world should be like this. And it's definitely not. Um, but yeah. Noah or Emily, do you have anything to say? I guess the biggest thing for me, like when I look at some of these names, is they're not just inspirations for women. They're inspirations for people in general. Like yeah. when, I, when I look at these people, especially these women, a lot of them, because of them being women, they kind of came into their field with nothing. And they really made something out of nothing no matter whether it was a civil rights movement, whether it was a women's voting rights movement, whether it was uh, Amelia Earhart who became an aviator, a lot of these women are inspirations not just as women but as people because they kind of came into their field having nothing and really made something out of themselves. Yeah, and going kind of along the same lines is that a lot of these women who did fight for what we have today didn't even get to see that through. Like they fought and didn't get to like kind of I guess, reap the benefits of what they were fighting for. Um, But now we can appreciate them and look to them as inspiration today, thanking them for what they did fight for, even if they didn't get to see it through. And to elaborate on, um, her name was Nessie Bly, right? 
Nellie Bly. I remember seeing a video about her in investigative journalism, and I think just, like, the impact that she has has been, like, very overshadowed and just seems like a footnote more in history books. Yeah. And, like, just, like, the insane asylums of this time were mostly not for curative effects or to treat people. They were to just put the undesired of society away and uh, the people there either just didn't even have mental illness, they were just defiant or didn't fit in, or they did have mental illness, people didn't know how to deal with them, so they just shoved them away to a place where they didn't have to deal with them, where they they would suffer, basically, because they didn't have any proper treatment. Yeah. Sorry, I don't remember what I was going to say. I do love International Women's Day and International Women's Month. Um, Celebrating it all month long. I'm sure you are as well, Jamie. (laughs) Yes. um, People will see on my social media. I'll probably be, like, really active and be like, yeah. Um, I also know the Women's Center here on campus is having a whole slew of events to talk about all different types of, like, women's history and women's rights and, you know, just women's issues in general. And, like, also, like, I know I'm an intersectional feminist, so there was going to be some intersectional feminism events um, hosted by the Women's Center. So if you're, like, on campus um, and are interested in that, you can check them out on the social media for all the, like, different events. Awesome. And it's not only a good time to celebrate the strides that we've made in women's rights, but also talking back to Nellie Bly, the strides that we've made in mental health, because we've made big strides. There yeah, well, in huge strides. Re- and recognizing how we can help people with mental health. So it's not only a good time to celebrate women's rights, but to celebrate the strides that we've made in a lot of other areas. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Last thing I want to kind of talk about today. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but today and tomorrow um, is the radio station open house. Yeah. So for anybody listening, if you, uh, I know this will air today at 2.30. It'll go up on all platforms. Um, today's Wednesday, March 9th. So tomorrow, if you're around on Thursday, March 10th, um, the radio station will be having uh, its second day of open house. And if you'd like to stop by, um, you can kind of check out, see what we do. I know they are hiring for several positions um, right now because a lot of their staff is graduating. Um, uh, you can become a DJ. You can host your own podcast, much like this one, um, over you know anything that interests you. So come check us out. It's really cool. You can kind of see the setup that we have um, and get to know a little bit more about the radio station and the people that work here. Um, So, yeah, last question for today. Uh, I know none of you are seniors. Unfortunately, I am. Um, And we kind of talked about, like, uh, strides that we've made um, in America today. Um, And I think part of that goes along with, like, uh, what job you want to do. Because at this point, pretty much anybody can do any job, um, which is really cool to think about. And so... What would be your dream job? Like, if you could have any job in the world, regardless of like money, stature, anything, I would probably. There, there's a guy that I follow who um, is kind of like a journalist, but everywhere he travel, he travels all around the world and covers amazing stories. And he runs his own business where he basically 
sets up a travel guide for every major city in the world that he goes to, like the best restaurants to eat, like the family restaurants, the best shops to go to, the best places to visit, the best places to tour, and he has it all on this like large, huge website. So like, I guess my job would either be to work for him or to kind of do something for myself where I get to travel to all these amazing places for two weeks, and the best places that I visit, I write about them, and I say, like you should go writer. here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, guess, I, guess, I guess travel writer, but also just like getting to go wherever I want. Like, yeah. Emily, I saw you grab the mic. You were very excited to talk. <laughs> well, this is something I am very passionate about, but definitely author. It's something that I'm I'm working towards right now. And it's just right now it's just of course a side thing and it's not right now it's not like where my career is going because it's very hard yeah. to make it as an author in the writing industry. So right now it's being a side thing. Hopefully if I make enough money off of it, I can do it full time. But that's yeah. very hard to do. So that's if if it makes enough money and like just just regardless of money and like stature or anything, I feel like it's just writing is what I'm passionate about, creative writing. So I feel like that would definitely, I guess, be the best fit for me. I can I can see that as a really good fit for you as well. <laughs> Do I have an authorly aura? <laughs> yeah, kind of. To be honest. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I could see your photo like on the hardcover. Uh, or, like, oh, yeah, like you, on the you open. Cover. Yeah. Jamie. Okay. Um, so, as a lot of people know, I absolutely love journalism. I want to continue in the journalism field. Um, I know I want to either do investigative journalism or international journalism. Um, Vice News is my fa- is one of my favorite news outlets. So like either working for them or like doing something, you know, either in those two fields, I just know I want to continue to be a journalist. Awesome. I kind of thought of this as like, what could I do that has literally nothing to do with anything I've worked towards? Um, but I think being like, a director would be really cool whether that's like tv show movie uh reality tv like something i think just being a director would be really really cool not that i have any experience or know what i would be doing or have any into that i just think that would be like something that's really fun to what do what kind of tv show would holly direct definitely like a drama yeah i like, was gonna say I, if, if if you didn't say drama i would have been like yeah i Real Housewives over here. I like the Bachelor. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I probably could, but I'm more into like the like. Like, have you guys seen Euphoria? No. Oh well. I I see a lot. I I like have not that but... kind of drama. Not like real life, like kicking and screaming drama, but like, stuff like the hard hitting stuff. I, I've caught parts of it because Alexis and uh, other people talk about it. Yeah. So I I get a few names. Yeah, that would that that I think that would be really fun though, but again, I have I don't know anything about that industry, um, but I think that's all the time that we have for today. So thank you everybody for listening to the Reader Report this week, and thank you Noah, Jamie, and Emily for joining me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you for having us. And we will catch you next week for another episode. Bye. <laughs>